insert your own theme tune here thanks for anyone who's um a regular on here or listening to us will know that nick says that every, by the way nick says that every time yeah and by um, the way this is nick and hello was, I'm by Nick the Judy. way that was nick and this is Kerry marks and then after he says that i then explain that he says that every time uh every time so you do, so this is technically the theme tune itself it is the, it is the but theme it's, tune. it's live all the time but it's, it's got no not much of a melody to it no, and no, it's, it's, it's not the most inventive theme tune anyone's ever had I've not picked up on the words yet. Like it's, not, it's not like a lot of pop songs. I haven't picked up on the chorus straight away. We're taking a couple of lessons to be able to really nail the 30 seconds that have taken place it's, so far. It's going to get better. I hope so. <laughs> when do you think we should say who the third person no, talking is? let's even guess yeah. Yeah. You can turn into a give of um, guess who. Depends how big the comedy fans they are. And even if they're big comedy fans, they still might not know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, very, that's very modest of you, really. Well, just in the sense that, you know, um, you know yeah, some of them are more, you know, it depends on whatever comedy you see. But if they see yours, I guess they watch good comedy. It's Daniel Sloss. Hey. That, and that's my theme tune every... Hey. You know, I'm just you the, put just as much work into it as we yeah, have. Yeah, I think I got it from the fonts. <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. But I don't slide into the room and the, I've lost the thumb. Punch a jukebox things. or anything. Yeah. No, no, because I got sued for doing that. That was when I went into libel and, you know, well, not well, copyright. But I, I'm not sure whether that's a true story or not. It's absolutely <laughs> not. There's no way you could think. Like, you heard, <laughs> you heard this lie here first. That would be like Exclusive. Saying, yeah, I got sued for saying dough after I dropped something. So right. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, um, I dropped dough. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. It wasn't meant to be the actual catchphrase. But I can see why you got annoyed. It's like all those um, ice cream sellers that never get sued with their <laughs> awful pictures of the Simpsons and Mickey Mouse on the side. Oh, they do, don't they? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they're very badly done. And you're like, how have you not been sued yeah. yet? With your, off, your off-brand Tom and Jerry, just yeah. a bit too thin. But maybe it's like, is it because it's so off-brand that you're like, yeah, I guess that's kind of... I think ice cream sellers are a bit under the radar, aren't they, really? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's the point of being an ice cream seller if you can't get away with a few things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear them coming, but you don't, you don't see them leave. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're just paedophiles with a theme tune at the end of the day, aren't they? That's... <laughs> I love the idea of being aggressively sued by the Fonz. It's like the least Fonz or anything to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when he gets into court, he slides in, slaps you on the back of the head. <laughs> Snaps his fingers at the judge who just dishes out the sentence. I don't think I ever, I've actually watched an episode of Happy Days before Have my you time. Not? No, no, it was my time, I guess. Did you watch it? I, yeah, but I don't think at the time it came out. I, Mark and Mindy was vaguely my time. I was very young when that was out as well. And that was I, a spin off from Happy Days. Mm. Actually, I actually got angry with it because I didn't like that as a definition of what cool is. You know, because to me, cool was someone who doesn't try and be cool. This is my understanding as a child. I remember this, yeah. this childhood realisation going, that's not cool to dress cool and be cool and walk cool. Anyone who walks cool is trying too hard. That is not cool. You don't think a Jewish man pretending to be Italian is cool? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. We're going to get the coolest, coolest guy in the world. Do we hire a Jew? Sure, sure. I, I don't actually know if he's Jewish. I'm just guessing from his role in Arrested Development. I don't know. He, play, he plays the blues lawyer. In each other. This is Name the Jews. <laughs> Welcome to the new podcast. Yeah, name the Jews. Jew or not Jew? <laughs> guess Jew. Guess Jew. Can you guess? 
<laughs> no, let's not get into Jew puns. This can go on for ages. I know, it's so many Jew puns. It's like Cowboys and Indians. It's an innocent game now that used to be horrific. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to be the Cowboys. Of course they do. Because the other one's got genocided. We don't all recognise each other either. No? No, most. Most. most I recognise I get a lot right. I'm probably, I'm probably better than you are. Yeah, yeah. Do you mean you, you choose know, I'm more not Jew to recognise them? I was I choose like you're just ostracizing. I choose not to recognize you. <laughs> there are still some Jew styles that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I know most, but you know you kind of get to know. I, I reckon right. different types of Jew looks. Jew looks. Just some paint. Jew looks. Yeah, Jew looks. It's a shock. It's just not as easy as black. It's not. That's what I'm saying. You can be fairly certain you recognize a black guy. Yeah. Well, you still get it wrong, but even then, you know. Yeah. Some, some you could in Scotland, you know, because there's six black people up here. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, which I want to clarify for me is not enough. This is not. This yes, is, I know. This I knew, is not a Brexit speech. I knew exactly what you were okay. coming from. Can we all agree it'd be better if we were all black? If everyone was black, <laughs> I don't think I could pull it off. I don't, I don't think the blacks would want me on side. Really? No, as a they'd want me on side as like an ally, but I don't think like if. I think it would be, if I was like, oh, I'm going to become black so I know what you went through, they'd be like, you do not get to adopt 500 years of, no, no, but come on. Yeah, it's, it's the thought that counts, isn't it, really? No, it's, it's, it's actually not. Is it not? No, it's really I've not. It's all wrong. It's definitely the actions. Really? Yeah, apparently now the actions, if the actions are shitty, doesn't matter what your intention was. All right. So I reckon we just stay white and you can stay Jewish, if you want. Why can you self-identify as a different sex, but not as a or a different gender, you but not as a different colour? Have you not seen the Rachel uh, Dozahal uh, documentary yeah. on Netflix? No, actually, Daniel, I haven't. Oh well, allow me to enlighten you. Dozahal or Dozahal or something. She's um, Rachel Dozahal. Yeah, she was. You might have. Uh, you're not on the I haven't seen a documentary, but I, I, remember, on the I remember her <laughs> claim. <laughs> Where did you get that from? I just feel like you're one of those just just old the curmudgeonly <laughs> people that's not on the Twitter or the Facebook. Can I, you call them? I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> she was. Um, <laughs> Where did that something come from? I just. I, I don't know. Oh, you've never oh, said me. like you aren't on it, are you? <laughs> yes, I thought it was ours now. <laughs> You've never sent me death threats for horrible messages. Is that how you know people are on it? Yeah, that's how I know you're in my house because you always put the return address. And that's how I have you know you know you have a phone because I get the text. But this, this is how Kerry finds out his death threats are too subtle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he didn't recognise any of them. That's yeah. how I know you still read the Sun despite what you say on stage because I know that lettering on the. What story are you on about? Rachel, uh, whatever her second name was, she... Sorry, that wasn't very... What were you on about? <laughs> Dolezal. No, Dolezal, She was a white um, American from uh, America who grew up in an uh, African-American suburb of somewhere. And she was part of, like, a charity for African-Americans. And she had, like, dreads and stuff. And there was just one day this report was just like, you're not... You're not black. And she was like, I beg your pardon? Really? And he was like, you're not playing. And then the pictures of both of her parents were both white. He's like, are these your parents? And she was like, yeah, but I'm black. And so then the internet obviously lost their mind because they were like, you are... And she refused to ever admit that she wasn't black. And the documentary on it was quite interesting. I mean, she's still not black. I'm sure she was pretty dumb. Yeah. Well, I mean, her intent... That is a stereotype about... <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said the same, people. She said the same thing you did, which was like, if you can identify as a different gender, why can you not identify as a different race? Yeah. And both of our kids are... Well, a different gender from the one you present as and a different race from the one you present as. The, the, the thing is that... 
It, it really is I've, kind of a constructed thing. I've, I feel like you can't... Uh, racism, racism constructed. Racism constructed. Except in that, like, you, you can do the sort of absolute down-the-line kind of, all right, there's a history Negroid, Mongoloid, Caucasoid, you can do that. And after that, how you're perceived. The, for, right, Barack Obama, we've all decided is black, although one of his parents is white, one of his parents is black, because society tells you that past this shade of the Dulux mm. color chart... Yeah, black. okay, there's a literal grey area. Right? <laughs> yeah. Beige area. Yeah. But that's not the same as saying, like, if, if you've got a mind that, if, if your brain is, has got female tendencies to it or, or male tendencies, whatever, it's, it's not going to have a black side to it, is it? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's good because it's, it's a fucking pointless social thing that we do. Is it, you, can, you can be born looking black from white parents. It can be, it's, very, it's pretty rare and people tend to look at a milkman, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? But there's, it, it can it, be recessive. Yeah, yeah, it can be recessive. I can see how someone who's grown up around black people would, yeah, might, might relate more to black culture. Yeah, black would, would feel like those are my people. This is how, you know, I talk like this. Like, Elliot Steele. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect example. <laughs> Elliot Steele sounds like a 15-year-old black girl. Because <laughs> <laughs> he grew up in a Croydon. Um, yeah, it's an interesting document. I mean, I still, you know, it's one of those ones where it's one of those social minefields that I just go, I'm going to largely yeah. just stay out of all of that discussion because I can already tell that most of my thoughts on this are going to be ignorant and not ignorant in the way that you're going to help me. It's not, <laughs> right. like, it's not like a lot of times where I go, like, hey, I'm dead ignorant on this issue. Do you guys want to gently explain to me why I'm wrong? It's like, no, no, I have catalogs in the words fuck a lot. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just not dip my toes in then. Do you not think a comedian's ignorant thoughts are worth a bit more than ignorant, ignorant people's ignorant thoughts? I do. Because they're funny, at least. I do. That gives them more value, doesn't it? Yeah. And I also think... I'd rather hear a funny, ignorant view than, a, than just an ignorant view. But I also think, because comedians <laughs> are doing it in a way, like, we, because we, we're the court jesters, we paint ourselves as the fools. Like, a lot yeah. of the time the joke can be, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if I thought this? That's the joke. Here's a thought that's definitely wrong and incorrect. Yes, but I'm now. It would be funny if I actually believed this. That's yeah. part of the joke, and that's where a lot of the irony, I guess, is. Our angles give us a lot of allowance, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it means that also you can, you know, you can do it intelligently. You can start off the thing, you know, being ignorant and wrong, and then that it gives. I guess it gives the audience a chance to like if they feel like they're on your side, like, oh, I didn't know that either, and they can join in and get Totally, and even you. in ignorance, you can represent the, the, the immediate view, you know, how, you, how most people are actually, who aren't well-read on a subject, are feeling about it, I guess. Yeah. Sure. I thought you were going to disagree with me just because you do. No, I, I like the idea that um, a thought is worth more because it's funny. I like the idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds like both yeah, these boats have a hole, on them, a hole in them, but that one's got a cock drawn on it. <laughs> like, if, you, <laughs> like if, you, if you just had like a boring thought and you were to just say it out during... If you were to just have an incorrect opinion during the day and just say it out loud, most of your friends go, the fuck are you talking about? But if it was funny, we would all laugh and then mm. join in on the stupid thought. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's nothing funner than three comedians sitting around at a table and pretending that you know they believe that the earth is flat to somebody who yes. doesn't know the other three comedians oh, yes. are doing a bit yes. like that's because yes. it's such an ignorant thought and they're like you, surely you can't possibly believe the earth is flat it's like well why, why would it be round the water would fall off like, if you believe in gravity which you say you do it directly violates what you pancakes are flat so why wouldn't the world be yeah <laughs> <laughs> because you see because you also think pancakes are round until 
yeah. you pick them up and then you flip them and look, they're not. Yeah. If you lived on a blanket, you believe it was round. <laughs> That's because of the little lumps. Because it looks round from above, like a pancake. <laughs> 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 I think that's one of my favorite, favorite type of laughs is the one where you just you, not laughs but jokes is when you're just doing it to wind someone up. Oh. They don't know that they're being fully roped in. Right. You like a wind up. I love a wind up. You do love a wind up. I really right? do love a wind up. How long will you keep a wind up going? Is there? A, do you think it's a time limit for yes. wind up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do it's, a rule. It, yeah, it's five minutes after I'd get annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> most people, by and large, most people... I knew there'd be an overlap. <laughs> Predicting the end of this podcast being, he doesn't like a wind-up at all. <laughs> he really thinks the world is flat. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I know a lot of people are a lot nicer than I am, so they can take the, their snapping points a bit right. further on than mine is. So, Does it stop when they realise it's a wind-up, or do you ever keep it... Would you keep a wind-up going after they've said it's wind up yeah absolutely yeah, especially if they, the thing they believed was so fucking stupid like if I managed to convince you of something genuinely moronic right. Kai Humphreys on me once and this in my defence we're, we're in Vegas we're very very hungover and we have a <coughs> game that we play which is if you just say something a lie confidently enough and in conversation you can normally get the person to agree with it and we were walking down the street and he just went do you know Vegas is the only man made city and for three seconds, <laughs> and for three seconds, I was like, "Oh, really? That's yeah. really oh, for fuck's sake!" Yeah, he started trying some of those with me in Australia, and but after a while, you just I don't believe anything you say. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. That's yeah. It. Which it is yourself. a good rule to have with them. Let's just keep it going. Have a guess. Yes. I mean, you're this by talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Kai Humphreys appears whenever you say his name. <laughs> 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 oh, can I try something? Gemma Atkinson. <laughs> oh, it's just, no. been, it's just been lipstick on. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the flat that's magical. Oh, I see. You just say anything in this weird room. That's why Gemma. all the mirrors are covered. <laughs> Gemma Atkinson. Yeah, yeah she has a delight. I don't know who she is. I don't know anything. She was in a thing and then she went to fitness. Right. And then she just. Okay. She's like a. Former celeb, but still, a, you can never really be a former celeb, can you? No, there's no way for you. This is a. I think a, a Dave Gorman's mind obsessed. Well, he's not obsessed with it. He brought it to my attention, though. The, the way that the press treat you when you're doing absolutely the right thing. I am no longer famous. I guess I'm being gardener now. And then they go, look at him now, gardening. How he's fallen. Well, Fall I mean, from grace. Yeah, yeah. He's just doing a job like you're meant to. I'm sorry, I'm going to shut you because that idiot's going to shut you once. <laughs> you'd, you'd think he'd never recorded a podcast in his fucking life as opposed to having a series with over a hundred of them or he just loves podcasts I just can't listen. keep away yeah. now he's in this one he always has to do a fucking camera it's typical of Kai anytime I do something he's got to be on he's got his part of it yeah, yeah, yeah. holding your tails everywhere <laughs> it's funny just checking that under the table now yeah yeah but don't say his name again yeah, yeah. How's this festival been for you? It's, it's been, been it's been lovely. It's been I mean I mean honest answer or comic answer? Um one of each. A comic <laughs> answer. Yeah, real good uh, good good numbers, big laughs. <laughs>, 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 <laughs>
<laughs> no, I don't. Um, I don't really care about the reviews. I'm waiting for the reviews and like the awards. I don't. I'm sorry so to all the people I had to send away because I was so full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like just like you guys make me better, and you know it's just it's so, it's so <laughs> humbling to walk out on stage every day. Like I just you know to do your art's a real gift. And now the truth is that angry from that fucking audiences again. <laughs> <laughs> Realize it's always been good. Fucking pleasants can suck a dick. Um, um, Oh, it's been now. I mean, I'm drinking far too much. I'm staying out, but you know, in a in a good way. Right, having fun, being right. slightly unprofessional towards the end. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's real nice. Yeah, yeah. it's the uh, it's the earliest I've ever been happy with a show. Really? Yeah. Why did you start working on it earlier? No, it's just um, I. Uh, for, for, I do, I do what I always do which is just write fucking stand up for the year right. and then try and work out how they link into each other so not so that it's a fucking theme show but do you lay them out do you lay out subjects and what do you what I got a big ass whiteboard for there's nothing on that board mate <laughs> there was nothing on that there was, a, there was an empty whiteboard in this room <laughs> I knew two comedians were coming so I wanted to hide all the secrets Dan was looking and actually reading it somehow <laughs> <laughs> I got a special type of glasses um, yeah I normally write them all up there then you sort of work out how they fit together and add in tags and then um, and then I just uh, for the first three previews it was just a stand-up show and then I sort of got my ending um, about a month beforehand and then I had to cram that in there and the end did not go well for a very long time it's not that you get the ending and sometimes you have to uh, rework <laughs> other, other bits through <laughs> the show yeah. to, uh, I got very reverse lucky. engineering Nick, kind of, yeah, I got very lucky this year in the fact that the stuff I was writing about anyway tied in like, not even tied in intentionally but just you know that thing where you're like oh now there's three callbacks that fit into this last bit right, okay. and now people go oh my god that's genius you're like no I literally just remembered three punchlines from 30 minutes ago right. <laughs> and I, I attribute them to the bit I'm talking about now and because you're all simple minded creatures you thought that was art <laughs> yeah it's good tricks it's good tricks it's real good yeah, yeah. good tricks it's a good I'm, I'm amazed how much a callback impresses an audience is that you remembered something that just, so you you remembered the thing that we laughed the hardest at yeah how did you do that because it was my favourite bit too yes. Yes. yes and because when I was writing I wasn't remembering it it was just in front of me yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote the end to tag and then I put it on later that's all yeah but what it really uh, is it, it affects all the time in between the setup and the callback that they, they fill all of that in as impressive yeah when you just thought do you know if I say this 20 minutes minutes before this bit now is going to sound a lot more interesting yeah yeah because they'll be like oh it ties in together yeah. and you're like no it's ju- it's just the word from a while ago yeah I've just spaced out a tag that's all I've done <laughs> yeah. I could have said it straight away it would have been fine would have got less reaction you know, you know it's not that um, it's not that different with magic tricks you know, I used to do magic years yeah. ago and, and, and there was a point where you're ahead of the, the audience because you know you've hidden the you've got the coin you've done the move right. you know and, or, or let's say you've chosen a card and I, I now know what it is the reveal is everything and so and I think it's very similar in the sense that I can now hold that if, if, if in 20 minutes time we're in a train station and a train comes in with it on the front that's the same, same trick as me just telling you what it is now yeah, yeah. you know this trick's the same but it's still you go fuck it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in, in theory, it's probably easier for you to just phone a guy who's at Haymarket Station and go, it's the seven of spades. Yeah. Just <laughs> on the train. Hey, just climb on that train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang upside down yeah, yeah. on the front. But for me, for me, yeah, the 20 minutes between thinking the jokes failed, I've forgotten, I've forgotten the magic joke was taking place. We go to the train station, then I'm like, yeah. you motherfucker. But to you, simplest thing that's ever happened. I know. Yeah, and it blows people's minds. I've always found it's a good way to make them, like, if you're ever do it talking about 
you know, something difficult at the end, like something that they're uncomfortable with. Throwing in callbacks, they'll laugh at regardless because they've you've given them they've laughed at that before, so they have permission right. to laugh at that. Oh, so, okay, that's very interesting. Oh, that's a good trick. Yeah, so I've in this one because I'm talking about Me Too a lot. They uh, my show, and obviously there's a lot of yeah. this where the audience are very very uncomfortable. The jokes that um, sort of get them back to laughing are the callbacks because they go, "Oh, I laughed at that earlier, and that wasn't about rape, so I can laugh at it now." And then they're slowly tricked okay. into trusting you more with it. Is there a point where you get into the Me Too thing where, that you're aware of, where there's a change of atmosphere? Uh, the first line, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you, do you I'm, I'm guessing you play on that, or you, you make it, you, you own the change? Yes, yeah. So, so I go from a bit of talking about like sex education, about like why I think sex education needs to be sort of better. So I'm just doing lots of silly jokes, like I don't know how tampons work, and isn't this part of sex education weird, and the teachers are weird. And then the, <laughs> they try stuff on you, isn't that right, guys? <laughs> and then the line is uh, one of the main reasons I think uh, sex education needs to change is because look at the current sexual climate we live in, and it goes from everything to just oh. and then you just let them sit there, and you're like, no, no, I'm like, I didn't make the awkwardness. You've chosen to, yeah. you know, yeah, that's the reality already. Basically, because they don't so, know where you're going with it, because yeah, the second you talk about this, assume it's going to be. Um, you know, at the victim's expense, or you know, people just get so sensitive around those sort of subjects because they're worried about who you're attacking. Why and, did Why did you decide to talk about it this year? Um, because I know. Uh, I mean, we're all working. Common. We all know people in this industry that have been sexually assaulted. Like yes. it's not. It's very very common. Yes. Um, and uh, in my show this year, I uh, one of my friends was sexually assaulted by one of my other friends. And it's right. more about the male, because um, my stance on the Me Too when it was happening, like this looks important, but clearly I'm not involved. Like, right, I'm meant to be at the back of the march supporting, and suddenly realizing that maybe that's not enough. And it's it's kind of thrown at you at that point. Yeah, you suddenly yeah, like you know someone who when somebody and it's totally unreasonable to expect a comedian to to ignore something massive that crosses through their life, right? So yes, I, I that was one of my justifications for myself because obviously I know a lot of people will be doing stuff about me too and stuff. Um, but yeah, but you were like they're just talking about their general thoughts, but I've actually got a connection um, with it now. Yes. So I'm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, more, yeah, more advanced things to say. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, I'm more qualified actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you can do you think that's true? Do you think people will take it from you a bit more because you bought the right to do it through personal experience? Yes, I, th- I think so, and also because it's a different angle. Because a lot of the time you're going to be hearing me too stuff is from you know survivors and um, you know. Yeah, so the fact that Richard Gardner, Hannah Gadsby and stuff like that. Right. This is more, you know, yes, I've never been sexually assaulted. My friend was, but my friend, well, my ex-friend, you know, did it. So it's, I don't know, I guess it's it's a, it's a male perspective that's not, hey, why don't you bitches shut up? Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not, yeah. it's not defending it. It's just, I think, yeah, they, they listen. And because it's a true story, they don't get to be upset by it, which I've always said. Every time I've done jokes about, you know, disability, death or paedophilia, you don't get to be upset by my story because right. it's actually happened. You can be offended right. by jokes, I guess, because yeah, yeah, something, yeah. but you don't get to, that's offensive. You're like, yeah, it still happened though. So what do you, it would be disingenuous for me to not talk about it on stage if it's always on my mind. Did it have a personal effect? It must have had a personal effect on you. It yeah, yeah. It to a friend of yours and it was a friend involved. Yeah, so. I knew the guy for eight years. So, and it's, so it's, yeah, it's been in my head for, you know, fucking six months now. So right, it's, okay. you know, going on stage and talking about other stuff would just feel, especially as a, you know, 
for a comedian for the past four years is sort of one of my angles has always been like sort of honest I'll go to the dark sort of places yeah. and when I thought about talking about this I was like there's no way I can ever talk about rape and I spoke to my friend the survivor and she was like you absolutely should because I mean we've had a bunch of laughs about it and the, the difficulty then is we all know how the dark jokes we make in everyday life yeah. to yeah, each yeah. other about everything there's a lot of those ones that we I, can... I'm actually a, a, a keen believer that, that humour is a good way to discuss things anyway that it's, it's, I, don't, I don't I do not get this and I think it's, it's weird hearing it from comedians. I think it's so disrespectful of our business to believe there are areas where comedy's not allowed to go. Mm. You know, rather than seeing comedy as actually... A, a, it, there should be more discussion about how to use comedy rather than to be afraid of it because it's, it's a very interesting and positive way of discussing a thing. Yeah, I think it is. And it's, it's, people, I think people seem to think that whenever you make jokes about something, they think you're either uh, devaluing it or making right. fun of it. And you go, no, no, it's just... It's to briefly... You can laugh at something and then still take it fucking seriously. Well, I think we can laugh and cry about exactly the same thing. But you, you can know? also... You can get over something and mm. still take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. And keep it in perspective so you know this is conversation. This is not... It's not There's not a rape happening right here. It's a conversation about it. And I, th- I think humour does all that, you know. So, yeah, very valid. As far as I'm concerned. But I see, still see the public who've got this want a simple rule very often, you know. <laughs> Everyone is making fun of... Yeah, as a stop. You go, you're attacking that thing. You go, no, no. And I'm also not making light of it. I'm making jokes about the thing while still taking it seriously. But it's also to to say something is never funny. I think is to give it far too much. Power. No, it's obviously your reaction to to the news anyway. You know, yeah. it's, it's how it's affected you. And you'd find you if you can make fun of uh, an, an illness or anything else. You know, obviously I did a show about the heart attack. But if you make fun of something like that, you can also make fun of how bad news is affecting you. So mm. it's, it's it's all valid. But you, you've talked about quite a few subjects on stage, haven't you, that are, that are controversial? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think they're controversial, but like the taboo... Hot topics. Oh, I've right. done, uh, death, disability, religion, obviously, uh, paedophilia. Right. Um, I, was ne- I never thought I'd get to rape. I always thought that was one... Uh, for a couple of years, I was like, you know, I believed that people uh, could uh, joke about rape on stage. I just chose never to do it my self because I was like don't have an experience in it so you know am I adding any new light or interesting angle towards this at all or am I just going to be making yeah. jokes and I was like I'm just going to be making rape jokes so I just elected not to also because you know you're going to go from zero to rant aren't you yes it's not, it's not going to be a one liner is yeah, it yeah yeah I know I know my comedy is you know it's long form it's you know and here's the bloody point here and then also here's a silly dick joke <laughs> you know I know my yeah. shtick yeah. Um, yeah, and then this happened this year, and I was like, I mean, if there's ever a chance to attempt it, then now's it. And it went awfully for four fucking games. Yeah, wow. Because there's always that stage in the game through a difficult bit of material to make it work. But when you've got a subject that you know is get this one wrong. Yeah. Sometimes and, and the and best stuff, the, the best stuff, like stuff that you can't really run in in a club because yeah. it's not that rhythm. So it's going to be done in preview. So it's going to be done in an unready way. It's long form, as you say. It's about like some of the some of the stuff that's ended up being what I think the best stuff I've ever done has. I've just been doing bloody mindedly yeah. to audiences who aren't quite getting it because it doesn't work yet. Yeah. Do you think a certain amount of arrogance helps with being a comedian? Yes. Well, I've got someone argued this with me. No, it's definitely not arrogant. I think there is a bit of arrogance. <laughs> I have a line in my show to whenever the audience don't laugh at a joke, and I'll be like, "That's staying in the show because I've been a comedian for eleven years, and you've been an audience for forty-five minutes. I'll tell you what's fucking funny." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's arrogance. Yeah, <laughs> but I, be- I believe that. I know for a fact I watch more comedy. 
than everyone in that right, room combined. Right, yes, yes, you're the expert, not yeah, them. I absolutely am the expert. Like, and there's nothing wrong with saying that, it's just a fact. Yeah. And I'm a comedy fan, and I'm, a, and I'm, a, I'm guaranteed I'm a bigger comedy fan than most people <laughs> in my fucking audience as yeah, well. Yeah, almost all comics are, right? Yeah. So it's like, and I think it's it's the argument when you when the joke isn't, or the story isn't going down well, you've just got that bit in the frame going, I know this is funny. I yeah. know this, I know I'm not saying it funny, but I know <laughs> deep within me that the only reason this isn't funny is because either A, I'm telling it wrong, or B, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Do you find sometimes when you crack a piece, it's, it's just not what you thought it was. It was There was a word. Yeah. There was a word misleading people. There, there was a particular phrase that right. even to you felt really obvious where it's coming from. For some reason, that was throwing people. Yeah, just, I, I found out that if I start, the if I use the term sexual assault for right. the first five minutes and then turn it into rape, if I start by using the word rape, that people shut off and the, it goes much worse. Whereas if I oh, really? gently start okay. it, if I start with sexual assault, um, which is more of a sort of... This is how rape is goes about it, you realise. Yeah. <laughs> Very gentle. <laughs> yeah, they, they just hello. invite you out for a sexual assault. You go, oh, okay. Hey! Uh, you turned this into this, something much worse. This is full on. Um, but the use, uh, change, uh, there's always a point where I actually can change it to the word rape because then, because I've used the word sexual assault and then suddenly changed to rape, that's another bit where I can go and now it's suddenly got more serious. Yeah. Because now I, it's, you it's, know, it's, funny it's the I, word. Do, do you do that as well? So the first time you use the word rape, do you then comment on the, on the impact it's had? Um, no, no, I, I used to, the, the other one I, one of the lines my friend, um, the survivor gave me, where she was like, you know, because I was, I was like, people are getting really uppity about the words, rape in the show, she was like, obviously I fully understand why, but just point out, you know, they only have to fucking listen to the word, and then when I put that line in the show, wow, they turned them really? off more, and I was yeah, like, man. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you, but, it was, do, but, but do you, do you quote her at them? Um, I, I do do the thing, yeah, most right. of the time whenever any of the punchlines in the bit, like where it's making fun of what happened, are the three things that she actually said. Right. I make sure that never during it am I the one that's making the dark jokes, even though I absolutely have with her. When we're together, <coughs> we've made the worst right. jokes together. But uh, the audience, when it's when she does it, uh, the lines work more, because one, she said them and they're, they're very, very funny, but two... To try and explain, they, they, they can get a feel of who she is in those jokes where if, if I were to say the lines that I genuinely say to her, yeah. it just makes me come across as an asshole because they don't understand the three years of friendship that we've had. Even on. if you put on a dress for that bit. This is show sensitivity. I yeah, just be like, look, oh, come on, I'm an ally. <laughs> um, it's, it's odd that I think, I think a lot of people think dark humour and uh, or even even like just really rude or dirt humour is the easiest thing to do but when it goes wrong it, it's fucking no. lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the loneliest place And also, you dirty boy. Also, you know? musical comedy is the easiest comedy. <laughs> yes, we know. That's <laughs> the actual <laughs> truth. The first song in my show is about this. <laughs> you know the words, come on, Dad. Yeah. I know this bit's uncomfortable but let's do it as a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, in the context, it's a weird person to quote, but Louis C.K. had a very good point when people go, oh, swearing is in dirty words, it's just getting easy laughs. So, go on then, you get some laughs by swearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a bit more than it. My gran always used to say swearing shows uh, a, uh, a limited vocabulary. Yeah. And I was like, how? I use 10 more fucking words than you do. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have the exact same joke. Really? All of your words plus cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have that in your show? I uh, had a few shows ago. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll not use it then. 
I was saying that too. Uh, that's fine. Same mm. Oh, that's another thing that always comes up is people go, he's a joke thief. And then <coughs> you hear the joke and you're like, I could have written that. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when yeah, you've yeah. got this setup there, you put, you know, infinite monkeys, infinite typewriters, same comedians that set up. We're going to... I'm going to think on some similar lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When it's, when it's something that's been staring us all in the face as well mm. so if, if like the hashtag me too was there's some obvious pun about it or something you go well, that's only like 20 people doing that yeah 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 those are the words after a celeb dies are always the worst ones oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when you the, the, the day that you lose respect for comics you're like yes I thought of that too but yeah. I just <laughs> didn't tweet it yes Yes, going for, with his songs was the obvious thing to yeah. do. When, when, Barry Ch- when, Barry Ch- when Barry Chuckle died, you were like, yeah, no, we get it. To me, to me, yes, that's the joke <laughs> that we all made in our head. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to hear that one and then move on straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when um, Richard Whiteley died, as you know, gave an answer, someone came up to me and went, you got any Whiteley, Whiteley stuff? No. Yeah. Why would I? It's just uh, so. I just like, died. You should be making fun of him. Yeah, I thought you were topical. Well, <laughs> not in that sense. But I do think there's a, a breed of open spot that is like that. They're like, I've got to be. You know, they watch Frankie or Jim Jeffries, and like, oh, I've got to have. Sure, but isn't isn't that learning curve? Yeah, there's a lot of people, I've, I've seen that re- re- written recently about how uh, new action do certain material or well, you know, rape jokes and so on, but. I don't know, I'm not sure whether they have to learn as well, you know? Yeah. And also, it's not, because of what I said before, it's not necessarily you do that joke and then it's easy. Um, those jokes can really fuck you up on stage. They can then kill you the rest of your performance. They can be the end of that moment, you know? So, um, I, I think there is, a, a, I, if I did a, a comedy course, there would be a section on rape jokes. Yeah. I think, if I took the course. Because I think there's a lot to learn from doing jokes that actually can cause upset. How to approach them, how to... Like the stuff you're saying, you know, yeah. how to uh, be aware of which words lead you in and so on. Yeah, and also it's, you know, it's, especially with, with jokes like that, I, I don't care if I intentionally offend you because I intended to do that. But you don't know, I mean, you're close. Uh, accidentally. Worst, it, yeah. So there's the problem with a lot, and I think the problem with, a, um, I, w- I would argue 90% of fucking rape jokes that are done by comedians that can't do them, is the punchline is rape, which is lazy and largely, so unless it's, you know, comes from a mile out. It's, it's normally pullback reveal, I was the rapist. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. shit, low brow yeah. stuff, or it's making fun of the victim or whatever. But to say the rape is never funny is to, you know, negate fucking everything that like Richard Gadd's done and Hannah Gadsby and uh, Sarah Silverman and Tignatari. Like, there's countless comedians who've done rape jokes that are excellent. Great subjects, yeah. Uh, yep. But obviously, here it's, you know, it's the whole thing is what it is one of those trigger words. Because for some people who have survived rape, just saying the word will make them regret and go back to that fucking moment. And that's that's the risk you run every day. But what I will say is I've done this show 25 times now. And obviously in every single one of my shows, at least 30 or 40% of the women will have some experience in sexual assault. And I still don't have, I haven't had a complaint from any woman yet. Which have, you had, is, have you had walkouts during it? Yeah, 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 but yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, okay. um, but not walkouts, not aggressive, not okay. aggressive. This affects me. Walkouts, uh, walkouts of like, oh, I just don't think middle Tories. Yeah, Tories that they're just. It's more likely to be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, of course. It's yeah. It's Tories who's got a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, and they're being offended on their behalf, right? As opposed to, I've had so many. Uh, the reason I've kept doing this bit, and it's one of the wankiest things in the fucking world, but it's. It feels important. 
Right. I've had so much feedback on uh, from survivors saying thank you for that bit, which okay. is now means I'm now going to. Cond- the second I got three of those, I was like, oh, well, I, I'm gonna f- give me as many complaints as you want. Like I know, I, I know I'm doing this is right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's given the confidence to sort of go with it. I mean, yeah. I'm still going to fuck up one day, and there will be, there's always going to be one, but that's a lesson I will learn, and and I perhaps I should, because if I get it wrong, I should be corrected. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody goes, you phrased that bit wrong, and it upset me, and if it makes sense, I'll go, yeah, okay, yeah, I understand why, and I'm sorry. Right. I've not had to do it yet. Do you think? Do you think a good comedian has to be prepared to upset a few people? I don't think, not necessarily. I mean, there's so many, I mean, look at people like fucking um, Dimitri Martin or um, uh, yeah, yeah. one-liner comedians, even Milton Jones, Tim Vine, like they don't upset people and I would still argue that they're, you know, good comedians. I would. There's going to be someone who hates puns. Really, yeah, like, yeah. Intensely. Yeah, but they're not upset them in the way that we <coughs> can upset people. No, I don't know. By challenging their, <laughs> yeah, 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 some people really fucking hate puns. They see it as a form of, <laughs> Punishment. Hey, <laughs> you should be sent to a penitentiary. We were actually on pun buttons. <laughs> um, I think you should be prepared to upset the fan because that's the comedy I've always enjoyed. I like the comedy shows where you leave challenged. Ch- yeah, challenged. Yeah. The, the ones I always remember the most is I've seen Lee Evans live twice and I laugh for the whole fucking thing. If you ask me any of the jokes, I remember. I can't remember any of the jokes. Right. Made me laugh. You watch right. one show where the guy challenges one of your opinions or, um, you know, or, or just talks about something that it makes you think it sticks with you for so long afterwards. Yes. Like I remember, you know, Jim Jeffries sets more than I remember Michael McIntyre sets. Right. I probably laughed hard at both, but okay. because, you know, Jeffries came in and then probably challenged a bit more. Yeah, I think me too. Do you, do you find that most of your shows have one solid meat subject in it then that, that's... Uh, you know, like it might be a rant on next girlfriend or something, but there's one piece that kind of defines the show. Every year, yeah, yeah. It's done in th- for me, yes, but I think for the audience sometimes, no. <laughs> like there's some bits where, right. like I'll always, the way I refer to my shows are the following. There's the dead sister show, which was dark. <laughs> right. It was about my sister yes. dying. Yes. There was the breakup show. And that right. was the bit where I've caused 500 breakups. Last year was the pedophile yes. show and this year's the rape show. Yeah. But to people, the dark show was, they were like, that was about your family. And then the breakup oh, show was okay. about, you know, it was a love letter to single people. The pedophile show was about being a sociopath. And the, this show is about masculinity. So if right. the, the, the defining bits for me are always the bits at the end, but you can never tell what bits of the audience stands out for them. Because sometimes they give you more credit than you'd ever do. They're like, all yours ties in together this year. And I'm like, sheer fluke. It's one it's a, long story. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's not. It's a narrative of years. <laughs> yeah. I planned this. I sat down and planned this six oh, years ago. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was like <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. I was just in my mind palace. And I was like, this looks there. I was like doing a bank robbery. I had red wire going to red wire. I'm trying to solve this fucking mystery. This is where the treasure's buried. No, I went, the end of that joke fits into this joke with this very shitty link that none of you know is yeah. a shitty link because it made you laugh. 
Sorry, you forgot that it was on Netflix. You're too clever for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten years time, the last show will end with the first word you started with ten years oh, ago. Yeah. <laughs> we realised we're back to the beginning. <laughs> we were done that, like you did a you did a callback to a show two years ago, and I'm like, no, I just <laughs> I just I mentioned, the same joke. <laughs> I mentioned my sister again. It's not a callback. <laughs> <laughs> Amazingly loose definition of a callback. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. you go, you you you, you know, back. It's, like, it's a good reason for a show to have. It, I mean, sometimes I think a show is so precise in what it's saying, it doesn't allow the audience to add their own belief about what you were saying. You oh. know what I mean, there should be a little bit of obscurity because then people. I think people do this with shows all the time. You know what that show was about? And you go, they start telling you shit. And you go, oh, I watched the same show as you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was dick jokes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, a lot of the time people give you much more credit, and I'm not going to fucking correct them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if you think yeah. I'm much smarter than I am, and that's the story you're peddling, fucking crack on. <laughs> because I'll tell you, in my everyday life, I'm pitching a very different narrative. Yeah. I'm just going for the jokes. So, um, other subjects. Is it, are there certain things that draw you? I like the... I like the darker stuff. I remember the, and I didn't normally, but I remember the first time I got a laugh out of my sister's death, just getting that really, just being like, oh, this is, this is fun. Right. Like being able to have that, because normally we associate silence as, as a comedian badly, because silence is normally, I've made a joke and they've not laughed. Whereas when you get into darker stuff, what the silence is, is it's them desperately hanging hang on to every one of your words. You're the right. lifeguard with the life raft and they're drowning and they're going, please, for the love of God, throw us a fucking joke. And you're like, I reckon you've got 30 seconds of power. <laughs> and it's up to you. You just go, when do you... Ch-? You'll enjoy being saved more if I wait a yeah. little bit longer. The, a lot of times the jokes, the punchlines that in the dark one are not as good as other punchlines in the show, but because they're so desperate to <laughs> be out of the silence, they'll clap that joke. The relief you create. Yeah. That's a bit that's under your control. Yeah. Right? And I really, really enjoy that more. What I, what I do run the risk of is after doing the Dead Sister show, you just go, all right, what other tragedies can I mine? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that becomes the... Uh, it's when you start killing people, isn't it? That's yeah. what it's bad. You know? You've got to I work. need a show. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy Burke and hair. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. It's that sick thing as a comedian. Every time something awful happens to you, you're like, a bit of you is like, yes. this is 20 minutes though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this yeah. is 20. Yeah. And, um, but it's the first thing comedians say to each other after a disaster, isn't it? Yeah. My whole family's been killed in a car accident. Mate, if you need help writing the show, I'll be there for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. And it can be addictive. And then what I think can happen, which I don't think I've done yet, but I probably will, is when you just go, nothing bad happened to me in the last year. Either I'm scum and I make something up. Yeah. I go meta and I'm scum and I make something up and then point out that I made something up. And then I get too <laughs> meta for my own good and marks you shit. Or I just write a stand-up show and then people go... Oh, but we want the hard-hitting stuff. Yeah, well, nothing hard-hitting happened. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. I'm yeah, sorry. Blame me. So, I'm sorry. My life is... Or do a show about how sorry for yourself you are that no one's died this year. Yeah. How awful it's been. Fine, I'll talk about a rape that wasn't my friend. Yeah, I'll just talk about it in general. I'll talk about... I wanted to advertise for someone else's dad to do a dad show about. <laughs> like, like a competition. I would, I would love to hear your show about my dad. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Be a fan of your work. <laughs> yeah, you should do another. You should do a show about every other comedian's dad. Yeah, I've discovered that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just click up a load of stories. 
<laughs> just slideshow. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and just in the background, <laughs> on in the background, it's just a, a projector screen with all the comedians' faces who don't have dads anymore. <laughs> and it's, it's like that bit in the Oscars, and like, and these are the comedians who I do like, but I can't do shows about their dads because all their dads are Dales dead. Hashtag law. It sounds award-winning. To it me, does. It? it really it's does. It's show, isn't it? Yeah. Or you do it, yeah. and you find out who's on the panel of the Edinburgh that year, right. and then <laughs> you read as much into their dad's as you can. The dad's of all the panels. Yeah, and your dad was great, and your dad yeah. was great. Your dad was a bit racist, and your dad's dead. <laughs> Where's the norm? <laughs> still not. Still not get an award. Yeah. Somebody does. What am I gonna do? Yeah. What the hell am I gonna do? There's, it was very tempting one year to just call the show Dead Dad Show. Yeah. Yeah, but have it about your dead, dead dads. Lots of dead dads. <laughs> 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 my Dead Dad Show. Because who was the first person that did the dead? Because it was either, was it Jason Cook? Um, just, I, I think he made a big thing, didn't he? Didn't he? Mm-hmm. It, 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 People listening to this might not know, actually, that Dead Dad Shows are a thing. You should point that out. But it's, uh, I don't know what it is to start with Jason. Maybe. I'm sure someone must have done it. Not so keen, I know, did one as well. No, was... I remember Michael Smiley did, did a play about his dad. I'm just so sure that's partially about my mum dying. When was that? Uh, it was around the time my mum died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes sense. If it was before, you must feel very responsible. About ten, ten years ago, then. Right. She died. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it wasn't that year. She'd only just started. It was the year after. So. Yeah, that would have been a bit yeah. too soon. That's that's a good question. Because uh, obviously, as comedians, we don't know oh, there is anything is too soon. But for you, is there a time limit? Like, let's say after your mum died, do you think there was a too soon for you for somebody to make a joke about it or for you so to make a joke about it? For me, it's, no. it's our podcast, Ma- mate. Literally, Matt Kirshen <laughs> said to me at the time when my mum had been diagnosed with a brain tumour, and yeah. it had been very, very clear to me, uh, you need to come home now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he said a little while after that phone call, right, so the answer to the question of when Nick's comfortable joking about his mum's brain tumour is... 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the joke was. But but right. there, there's, also, there's one where no one else will take it from you. I remember um, buying the soup for the funeral yeah. and the girl in the Woodgreen Marks and Spencer's going, and if there's any problem, you can bring it back. I went, like, if she wakes up. <laughs> and the woman just left, stared at me, and I went, oh, sh- I'm so sorry. You, I'm allowed to do this. You can't laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's not fair. Do you know what? There's some... There's some humour but just um, when my dad was dying with cancer and there was there were people around the house who, who couldn't say the word cancer and they were going you know the C, C word how he's got this the C word thing he's got and a then, cunt yeah he's got, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a cunt he's dying of cunt he's dying of cunt oh god <laughs> then the Macmillan nurses came around and they were just like cancer 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 and it was such a relief I think what comedy does is the same thing it just gives you that relief of people actually naming it saying the thing rather than just people leaving your family home going, he's got cancer of the vagina <laughs> yeah 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 he's got cunt cancer he's got the two C's it could be it's unusual yeah. it's everything when they take 26 of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's also like for a comedian it's straight away you're right it, it is and for most most of us isn't it it's just yeah it's, it's which, instant, is, but. which is why I think you need comedians around you when something bad happens because as you've just pointed out when you make a joke to a normal member of society they won't laugh and you're like no no no, no please if you don't laugh I'm just a psychopath Right. Like if I if my right. mum's dying and I make a joke about my mum dying and you don't laugh, I'm just an asshole. Right. So you yeah. need to laugh. So I'm yes. not an asshole. Yes. You, okay. You're now turning me into a 
You're the one doing the damage. Yeah, You're the I'm, one causing pain. Right. Gonna, if you laugh, I'm just coping <laughs> with it and we're coping together. But if you go, I think you need to see therapy. This is my therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just giving me an amazing flashback to I, <laughs> around my mum's deathbed. It's towards the end. Uh, she's asleep. Yeah. Um, everyone is sort of... My whole family is quite religious and I'm not. They're kind of singing like Latin chants and things, big old Catholic stuff. And I just start uncontrollably giggling and trying to cover it up. And, and I can't tell anyone why. And the reason why is because it's just come into my head how inappropriate it would be to just start hoovering. <laughs> just through the middle. Just every, everyone's just really, really quiet. They go, Tanto Marco Sacramento. I go, Just getting everyone to look their feet up. Hiding in a space for no one. Just like, and it, and once the idea was in my head, it made it's me giggle so much. <laughs> just be like, oh, I'm sorry. On the back, on the backboard of this house, yeah. <laughs> even using the like the, the, the lever on the hospital bed to move it up. <laughs> my um, my dad, my dad says the first time he remembers after my sister died, the first time he remembered everyone probably getting the giggles was because of me. I was nine, and you know I knew what death was ish, but I got over it way quicker than adults who realised that it was you know permanent. I was allowed to go to the um, funeral, and they're also sitting there trying to. They, they don't know how nine-year-old me is processing the whole fucking death thing. It's my yeah. sister, and they were all standing outside waiting for the um, hearse to turn up. And the hearse turns up, and a nine-year-old me very excitedly just goes, ah, "Limo!" <laughs> <laughs> and my grandparents, my dad, my mum had to be like, "It's not a limo." And the nine-year-old me is like, "I've watched cartoons." That's a fucking laugh. <laughs> and just then, just yeah. they, they laugh so yeah. just because now you know me, like, we get a lit, and I'm excited yeah. about a funeral. I'm like, I'm running to the house, and they're trying to. More people die, more yeah, people yeah, yeah. die. More and, <laughs> but just the innocence of that made them all laugh. And then it's just four laughing people getting into the car with their deceased daughter in the back, yeah, laughing. Wow. And it's, you know, I think it's good. Yes. It's a good thing. Definitely. I think it's good. Do you find that when you do a subject though that's and it, you know like like, like with uh, your mum's where, where where it's personal that you're more attached to it? Will it upset you more if people are offended by it than, than just if you're just doing some jokes? Yeah, well, uh, sometimes not upset me, but like if I it never it never happened when I was doing the stuff about my sister, uh, that was I got a lot of positive feedback afterwards from people who either had were disabled themselves, knew people relatives that were disabled or lost. Yeah. relatives of any sort of thing the only time I was ever I got annoyed was somebody messaged me on Twitter being like I don't think you should make fun of uh, death in that way you know um, my uh, my boyfriend's cousin um, lost his partner from the and I'm like it's my sister I win yeah 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 like I'm close yeah. I'm way yeah. closer to the fucking tragedy than you are I clearly trump you yeah so from, from a distance you don't get to go hey 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 you're not allowed to do that I'm if somebody closer like if somebody who had cerebral palsy yeah. was to come up to me and be like I found your jokes about cerebral palsy offensive I'd be like oh you've trumped me there there was my sister there cerebral palsy I was making fun yeah. of that now you've no, trumped okay. me I still, I still okay, but how, about, how about if it's an tragedy audience? trump every now and then you have an audience that you just don't particularly like yeah. right? you know every, every now and then <laughs> you know, there's one they're just they're cold they're flat or whatever it is yeah. and that sometimes there's some subjects like even talking about the hard type bit I, I can do it now and I've, I've detached from it mm. you know when I first started doing it I didn't if there was one of those audiences I didn't want to share with them something that's personal yeah 
Yeah, no, I've done that. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've absolutely, I've, I've cut out the end of my show and then put in a different joke because I've gone, you don't deserve this bit. Yeah, right. I'm that not, feeling. Yeah, that feeling, which I think is really interesting, really unusual. I'm not going to bear my soul to you because you haven't, you haven't surrendered to me. Right. Okay. Like you haven't. Yeah. Like this is, I think a lot of time as a comic for me at least, the whole thing is to try and make the audience my friends this is how I talk to my friends right. I mean it's not I don't talk for a fucking hour and yell at you if you join in <laughs> <laughs> if it was Howard I wouldn't have that many fucking friends but the illusion is, the illusion is we're all mates it's here. a kind of friendship yeah yeah. but, but make sure you all pay yeah. for the friendship and also listen to Kai for 20 minutes before we're friends <laughs> um, but yeah it's like if I'm being fucking because I, I trust them to you know if I'm gonna yes. bear open or at least be perceived to bear open my soul and be yeah. raw you can't just fucking come in with a knife and be like nah 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 go back to the dick jokes sometimes though, you get an audience I have one this year just an audience that even their mother couldn't love you know the kind of an audience <laughs> so I just don't like you I, you don't want to say it to them it's like, there's nothing I can do with you just wherever I try and pull it and, yeah. and I'm also not going to give like you've not laughed at all the jokes I like so I'm not going to give you my gold or you won't even laugh at me pointing out the difficulty of the evening you know where it's not quite working isn't it? Yeah. that's a really shit audience isn't it when you can't even have fun with the fact <laughs> yeah. you can't have fun with the fact yeah they're, just, they're not even self aware yeah yeah that, yeah that, but it's yeah there's nothing worse than watching your babies leave your mouth like, yes that's the feeling I'm talking about where you yeah. know it's going to a, the, the wrong reaction or the duff reaction yeah. and it's like I've, I've watched for 45 minutes I've watched you not give my jokes what they deserve so I'm not giving you the best stuff yeah because even though the gamble is if I do my best stuff it might win you over but it's also I like that bit too much it's too personal for me uh, yes and you fucking don't deserve it and it's fully up to me whether I I've definitely had that feel. You're cheapening the memory of something important by selling it to these dickwads, and, and that's not what you're doing by making it to comedy material, right? Like yeah. Comedy material is no. that you're being very, you're being vulnerable in a sense. But at the same time, there is a detachment with a piece, right? Eventually, you've said it enough that you can just yeah. Say but I, mean, I, st- I still wouldn't do being... the bit about my mum to like a weekend crowd in a comedy club just to try. I don't right. think. I think. That it had to be quite a special night for me to go. Do you know I might even do that? And I don't. I don't do it anymore. Anyway, it's a long time ago. But I, I almost uh, guarantee you at least one day on my tour this year, I'm going to cut out the end of the show, right? Just because I know we're going to be in certain art centres and little areas of the fucking UK that I don't want to go to, and the reason the art centres can't be good gigs is because the lovely theatres and the run by lovely people. What's unfortunate is a lot of art centres are supported by pensioners with loyalty that we've never seen before they'll just because <laughs> they love the local art centre they'll come see anything that's on in the local art centre which means they then come see my show which talks about it and they're like this isn't theatre it was never theatre those people yeah. are unwell yeah. I think that, yeah. that to me is as insane as I love reading yeah. so I read books and traffic signs and the back of foreign cereal packets well that's not that, yeah. those aren't the same yeah. yeah, you don't look. Yeah, you're just bored all the time. You're Go just, to the theatre no matter what's on in it. It's yeah. just insane. Um, I also don't think the older generation have got an excuse that they used to have because they came from like go back last century to, you know, with cons- uh, I don't know more conservative times, the influence of the church and everything. There's no excuse anymore. Everyone's hearing subjects being discussed. So it's not the old yeah. comedy anymore. It hasn't been for a long time. Yeah, but but they've. And it's also I'm I'm their age range as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or they're just the age above me. They don't have that excuse to go. You're not supposed to talk about this. Yeah, I don't exactly. know where it comes from anymore. 
Yeah, people go, I'm upset by that. I was like, well, my grandparents weren't, so why don't you all yeah, shut yeah. fucking mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel when you gave the example of that, I'll get something from, what was it, like my cousin's yeah, brother's yeah. boyfriend died. Of Who do you think you are that that makes you... That, that should even be but do you know how many people died in Aleppo the other week or whatever yeah. just why does you having some tenuous connection to this matter more at than all well, it's also the, the thing about death which makes no sense why it's such a touchy subject it's like we everyone the most common thing in the world is fucking death we all know someone that died people go oh, you can't talk about that my mum died and like oh did she how very fucking unique yes. you must be, <laughs> yes. you must okay. be the only person in the fucking world who's got a dead relative so I'll just mind step around you with my yeah. fully alive family <laughs> and friends who follow me everywhere because my family's immortal and my friends are immortal you're the only person ever who suffered a tragedy so I'll just back off will I can we go back a bit just tell me what it's like having a mum what's a mum yeah. <laughs> it's been my so parents, long parents. I, I've just always been yeah I've just been I've just been yeah uh, death is <laughs> yeah it's not yeah. You, you're not you, it's the least unique thing in the world death yeah uh, which is which is why it's amazing that it's still so fucking taboo it's one of the taboo subjects that I don't get why it's taboo if you know I understand um, you know with like uh, sexual assault disability uh, stuff like that it's not it's not necessarily as common it's certainly not as common as fucking death, but people are less offended by those jokes than they are for the most common thing in the world, which is, I mean, it's literally every second someone dies. Yeah. Like during yeah. this little bit, 45 cunts have died. Yeah. It's, it's the guarantee. It's the only thing people are actually good at. And that person complaining, the irony is, the only death you could talk about that wouldn't offend him would be his. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be the one I actually found the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> We want to be genuinely grateful for. <laughs> I get it if someone can compl- well, not complain, but I would get someone being upset if they were. I found your show very uncomfortable because uh, my mum died in this theatre and was killed by your identical twin. Yeah, you're like, I oh, yeah, see that. That would yeah, be quite hard yeah, to sit through. But, but again, you shouldn't have gone to see Still, it. It wasn't me, though, was it? it was my twin. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of fun. I mean, my fucking twin can't stop me talking about things. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing shit like that. Yeah. But you you failed to mention that it's a female twin and we're not identical. So I don't see why you're so upset. Oh, it's the name, I get it. <laughs> it's just a friend of mine who's called Twin. <laughs> yeah. My, my parents only prepared for one, so they'd only come up with one name. Daniel was the second one called Just Twin. Just Twin. Just Twin, we hadn't prepared for it. <laughs> called Control. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think is it? Do you think you get uh, treated differently uh, if you talk about this kind of uh, thing than you would if you were twenty years older? Do you have, do you think you have a different audience, or do you think people take it from you differently? Um, oh, good fucking question. Um, I think how, actually, how old are you? I'm twenty seven. Okay. Um, I think now. Uh, I think it, like when I was doing the material at twenty four about my sister. You know, it was that whole thing of like, oh, you know, he's only 24 and he's talking about this sort of stuff. And I'm like, I mean, she did die 15 years ago and I've been making jokes about it since then. So really, you're just getting my gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really, because I think for a lot of it was, it was part of the fucking performance was, um, my sister died when I was nine. Uh, she was seven. It's, since doing the joke, it was 15 years 
I'd make jokes that it was so normalised to me. Yeah. I, was, I was hated. I was even making jokes about the fact whenever I mentioned my sister died, people get hurt. I'm like, it happened so long ago. Like, she's been, you know, yeah. dead for twice as long as she was alive and as long as I remember. I've dealt with it. But then going back to it on stage, uh, in the performance, I made it similar, you know, a lot. Of course. Yeah, the performance is itself immediate. Yeah, so they yeah. thought it was like this, you know, they thought it was a sort of touchy subject. And... Um, yeah, it wasn't like people were like you must be reliving it every day, and I was like, yeah, in a way, but it was kind of a nice way of fucking reliving it. it was, here was this person, not that I'd forgotten about, that I hadn't thought about every day for years, and yeah. then suddenly doing it on tour, I was thinking about her every day, um, a lot more. Uh, but I think the audience weren't expecting because a lot of my material before them was just happy, cheeky, chappy shit, and then it suddenly went into this personal dark shit. Um, and then I think since then it's just given they trust me now people that have seen me before right. I've bought the right to talk about so, so alright part of the way you bought the right is through experience right? yes you know you're an experienced comic but how about just do you feel with age as you get older you can broach subjects in a more authoritative way or anything or mm. that there's not authoritative way but with more not authoritative in the, I don't think my age in number matters but I think my age in comedy matters more than that Okay. I think, you know, 11 years in comedy um, and, you know, doing 10 friend shows and all this sort of stuff, I can now talk about... Just I have the skill. Right, right. okay. It's, it's, not a, it's not a right. It's a, I know the skill set I have. Yeah, sort of, I can talk about more difficult stuff now. I think and, it's, I think it's extreme ones. Jen Brister was a, a guest a couple of podcasts ago and she said a very similar thing, that she thinks one of the reasons she's doing the subject she's doing now is not because they never interested her but she's now good enough to do it yes yeah yeah there's something but it's it's like uh it's it's like a fuck it's like old school fucking uh rpg games right finding a sword that requires you being a level 11 but you're only level seven (laughs) yeah i've had plenty of jokes in the past where like i've had to revisit them because i tried them when i was five years in and they just upset the audience and suddenly when i visit them now they're funny because I know how to approach them. It's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm the, I'm, a, I'm, I've leveled up enough to do this. You've got a load of skills at you. Yeah, yeah. Tools on hand. Do you think there's a point where you're going to become too good? <laughs> yeah. I can't talk about that subject. I'm just too damn good. I've got too many options. <laughs> I like, fucking hope so. <laughs> I love the idea. You get asked this every interview. Yeah, everyone wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> too close to the Sonic or <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, it's just about, I don't know how much more I'll challenge myself because every year it happens where I go, I don't know what I'll talk about next year. <coughs> because part of me, it's that trouble of, you know, I've, every time I've broached a difficult subject, I've done it well and the audience have liked it and it's become a very yeah, good show yeah. that I'm proud of. But you're putting the pressure up more and more yourself. the pressure up more next year. And this year, yeah. for, I never really, I really never thought I would ever joke about or talk about sexual assault on stage and now to be doing you know, a 15 minute bit about, in, and I've said this to my friend, uh, I'm just like, I honestly don't know what's next. Cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, cannibalism. Or, like, or, or sexual assault at all again, but just done through dance. Yeah, through, like what's the, you know, what's the next fucking tragedy? What's the next thing that's uh, arguably off limits? You kill someone on the stage. Oh, I mean, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be finale yeah. though, isn't it? You can't, you can't murder and then carry on doing some knob jokes afterwards. 
Or can you? That's, that's the thing. Can I? That's what we're talking about. Whether you get that experience. That's the thing. Do you reckon you could ever get so fucking good that you could kill someone on stage? Up to the right audience, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Or I guess the next challenge. Not general. I guess the next challenge would be instead of you know obviously approaching death with like the sensitivity and then talking about sexual assault with like from the perspective of man, but with the sensitivity, you know, it's a big thing. Being like men do more. I guess the next thing is like. Just see if we can justify murder, like fully. Just be like, I'm, I'm genuinely so pro death penalty. I'm pro the wall in America. I'm, that's. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm, ne- yeah. I'm never going to do that. But yeah. I guess that's the next skill set, is convincing the audience of the worst things. Yes, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely really take advantage of your power and see, yeah, yeah. or more, just to see whether you can. Being like, guys, look, I'm pro yeah. pedophilia. Like, I really am. I'm yes. a pedophile. I love fucking kids. Um, and. And I'm about to make it so funny you're going to forgive me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, yeah. it's okay. That perversity is material that's going to get harder to do the longer you're doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At 16, it's like, well, I guess he's on the Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's true. That's the only way age really affects it. You get, sometimes you get someone too young for the sex drugs they're doing. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. Or you get someone who's, actually, as you get older, it gets hard as well when you get into middle age where... Uh, some of the people just find you a bit disgusting. We don't really want to imagine it elderly people yeah. having sex with them, so I'm afraid I'm being with you in a minute. Yeah, just like, kind of horrible. Yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave John's talking about rimming. I'll go, oh, <laughs> oh, <yeah." laughs> he wouldn't hesitate. Yeah, I mean, and he definitely does rim. <laughs> if I know Dave Johnson, he's I think got a I do. face for ribbing. Yeah, got a face for ribbing. It's just pointy. Just fuck, goes, fuck radio. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got a face for ribbing. You got a face only a pumpkin club. You've got comfy looking cheeks. <laughs> um, sorry, Dave, I didn't bring this up. <laughs> We'll try to get Dave Johnson at one point. Why do people call you Saddle Chin? <laughs> uh, when's the tour? Uh, tour is end of uh, September. Go to Kai Humphrey's uh, wedding if it happens. Right. Um, <laughs> you planning to stop it? No, but <laughs> what are you up to? Like you've seen Kai. That's next year's show. How I stop my friend's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so you've you've seen Kai and you've seen his fiance, and we're all just waiting for the moment that just where she's walking up the aisle and she just goes, "Oh, now I see what you all see. This is a huge mistake. I'll leave immediately. I'm just waiting. Yeah. Like if at this, you were talking about pranks that have gone too far. If at Kai's wedding, Natalie turns around and goes. Obviously, we're not getting married. I'm miles out of his league. I'd be like, oh, I'm a lady. Oh, of course, it's you. Six yeah. years you've held the good bit, good bit. I am annoyed. I should have seen it coming, but uh. <laughs> yeah, we go to uh, Europe uh, on the 30th of September. Okay. And then there for a month and then around the UK as well. Oh, right. Long tour? Yeah, from about end of the start of October till mid December, two and a half months. Month. In, uh, five weeks in Europe five okay. weeks in the UK in an ideal world I want to get to the point where it's um, he's, watch him not answer that phone I've lived I've Should lived we, with him for seven just watch him do you reckon no, he's oh, his movement Kai and me grew up in clearly two very separate households because <laughs> for me I'll answer 
any I'll answer the phone regardless like I, I think it's revenue off the, the, the police station yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but just like because like but it might be a phone scam I'm like yes, but it also might not be and all it takes is to go hello no that's three seconds of your fucking life yeah. as opposed to it might be my gran she calls <laughs> randomly like yeah. I don't want her to be I'm missing her fucking phone calls yeah. just be like you never answer it was because Kai was watching Match of the Day and he couldn't walk the three feet to the fucking phone this is just time for me griping about Kai <laughs> yes <laughs> well, mate. yeah 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 <laughs> oh the way he loads a dishwasher <laughs> it's one of those difficult, I don't know if you've ever lived with flatmates in the sense of like have I ever lived with flatmates yeah no, but the difficult relationship of like you can never complain about the stuff they do because you also know that you're a piece of shit house mate so it's just I've like, never had that oh I have like Kai <laughs> have, you, have you not Kerry no, no, no I've never had that yet. no, no. Like, it's always been them yeah. <laughs> I can, like I, I can I can never ever complain about Kai unloading the dishwasher wrong because I know full well that I leave all my clothes in the washing machine for days right. at a fucking time so we just agree to just be like alright we're, we're oh just not going to complain about each other do you know what it's, that, that attitude is what's wrong that most people don't have that throughout Twitter and, and <laughs> fucking every social media is if people realise every time they're criticising someone else's behaviour they, they actually looked at themselves for a moment yeah I mean, there just wouldn't be so much anger around, would it? Just I hate the way people do this. It's like, you're yeah, a but, yeah, but you also do a bunch of shit. Yeah. I've lived in this house for seven years, and uh, the upstairs neighbour have a dog that cries all throughout the day. It's, they, they love the dog. The dog loves them. It's just a fucking shit coward dog. Yeah. And whenever they run up, it doesn't learn that they always come back. So it cries from like eight in the morning till about one in the afternoon. They stamp around. They have arguments a lot. I've never complained because I know full fine well I throw parties until 10 fucking a.m. Yeah. So we've just agreed. It's just, I'm not going to bring the shit you do forward if you don't bring the shit I but do forward. But you've got it already, haven't you, as soon as they do? The second they do, then we get There's into the fucking war. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'll kill your dog. Yeah. <laughs> it has got to the point where I've been genuinely tempted to just throw a bar of chocolate into the back garden. <laughs> I just, that's the only way I could ever deal with it, is to just lob, yeah. just during the night, just lob a little fucking, get a whole celebration box, and just fucking lob over the garden, and then just let the dog do what it's gonna do. It wasn't me, it was raining chocolate. Oh, yes, it was, yeah, global warming. Please, please <laughs> <that> book. <laughs> but then, I mean, can you ever justify killing a dog? The answer is yes. Yes, but could you ever justify it to an audience? Well, I'd have a bit in the show. We're back on that, aren't we? Yeah. Do you know what? I, I didn't ask you because I stopped for a moment and go, could you? <laughs> there's actually a bit, I have to explain it's a joke, otherwise, um, there's a, quite a bit of a show about joke? me scoring very low on certain psychological metrics, and one of them was empathy. And I said, sort of I'm not a psychologist, I didn't, you know, torture dogs just for fun. Those are legitimate experiments. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sort of wait for me to just absolutely clarify that that is a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is, which is sometimes because they're about to be offended by the fact that you would torture dogs. Which part of you is like, I'm offended that you make me explain that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Like, how have I made myself be perceived that you're like, oh no, yeah, he tortures dogs. He yeah, looks he, like could, he could torture dogs. Yeah, he's capable of that. Yeah. No, I've known Nick for years. I've only just yeah. met him. I still think he could torture dogs. You can't torture a dog because they don't have real feelings. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. experience which, pain. Which my scientific experiments yeah. have proven time and time <laughs> again. Yeah. By the time the, you know, jokes talking about sexual assault when the audience get I'm like, D- don't you don't get don't you dare for a second th- think that I think rape is okay. Yeah. Like you getting upset by me talking about this means you think I've got some really shit opinions on rape, which yes. I don't. Yeah. So 
come on, get on. We're, yeah. I'm on this side, and that is the anti-rape side. You being offended at this point is... It makes it look <laughs> like... I like the line, there is either anti-rape or there is being a rapey person, yeah. and yeah. you're on the other side right now. Which is obviously not true. They're just people that have been like... They're oh, not, though, are they? They're, no. just, they're just afraid of a subject. Yes, but you can paint them in a light that makes them... You can lie, yes. you can lie to the audience and then guilt them over. Yes. I do it with them. I'm like, look, we're all on the, we're all on the same side here, even though I know... I, 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 I have a piece in my show about, there, there was, uh, I won't get into the whole story, but it's, it's about whether or not I should perform wearing a vibrating butt plug. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> right, because uh, what it was, was a promoter who, who's his, his festival sponsored by, uh, by a company that makes sex toys. So he came up with a challenge, and I asked the audience, but I ask it in a way, those of you who say, yes, do it, it's a bit of fun, vote now, so they all shout. And of course, saying it like that gets most of them to shout. And then I say, those of you who are like, oh no, it's disgusting. And I sort of do an impression that, that, that obviously it's <laughs> I've already, I've, already rep- I've not represented them going, no, actually, Carrie, in the modern age, it's not a very yeah. sensitive we thing to be doing. We think it'd be uncomfortable. Um, you know, my, I'm here with my parents. So just yeah, yes, yeah, totally. I also came to see a comedy show yes. with jokes, but that's not the way you paint I could them. represent them in a way that makes it totally cool for them to go, no, don't yeah. do it, but I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, you go, or are you going to be like, <laughs> this is you. <laughs> I'm scared of life. <laughs> Don't so, do it because I haven't got no sense of adventure. One more time, Fonzie's say yay. And all the negative Nancy's yeah. give me a cry. Oh, <laughs> all the granddads. <laughs> Those of you who agree with Rolf Harris who said, Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> So we ruin it, Rolfs. <laughs> ruin it, Rolfs. <laughs> Would you do it? So we're talking about it's getting uh, audiences in charge of the vibrator. Yeah, it's, there's um, a remote control. Yeah. So well, I've, I've got so the idea is that you pass the remote control out, yeah. and and because um, because people like interactive entertainment, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's, so it's just uh, just the bit, the more sexual version of uh, Joel Thomas confetti cam. When you start getting into the really like de- de- like the dead mum stuff. And they just turn it up to three. <laughs> <laughs> and you're talking about your dead mum, but you're just getting hard and harder. It keeps them implicated, doesn't it? Yeah. It keeps you on your toes. Especially at this point in the festival, you know, where it's just getting a bit repetitive. You I, know, know, I, just, I, I get a bit sleepy sometimes. During <laughs> <laughs> my shows. I've heard this show every night. Fuck it. That, that could, I need something to keep it excited. That could be the the new set list right which is <laughs> every comic goes on with a, a vibrating butt plug up their ass yeah. and we give it to a member of the audience and uh, yeah you've just got to try and get through your set it'd be nice if, it was, yeah, if everyone had a button that sort of wired up so yeah. that the whole communal effect of the audience pressing their button is decided yeah, so no, just how much no applause anymore we get rid of applause it's amazing if you could, without them remembering that you'd done it, somehow get butt plugs up all of the audience, and then just at the, the end just refer just oh reversing. That's, yeah. co- that's called rape, Nick. Yeah, that's actually no, no, no. You get them to agree to it, but then you wipe the memories. Yeah, yeah. Like, is uh, it still rape? So much we stand legally. I reckon. I reckon Tapeface could convince somebody. <laughs> just with he'd have to change his name. <laughs> 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 or change the first letter. <laughs> <laughs> you better say you've got one. I've got the not not not, not uh, one for one for the ladies. I've got one of the what? One of the vibrating pant and control things. So it's like goes down their pants. 
Right. And then I've got the controller. Okay. So we call that thing. We bought it. It's great fun. <laughs> like it's a real. You suddenly realise what an evil dictator you'd be. But you suddenly got all the power. Because I'm like, oh, this would just be a fun, sexy thing. But because I'm a comedian, I don't do it at sexy. Yeah. It was a, a girl that I'm saying we were out, and it was her idea, and I was like, great. And she was fully expecting me to like. Just do it like sexy points. I just went and just didn't do it for ages, and then she went into my gym and I was there and just be like, "It's just funny when you're talking to people. It's not about yes. being sexy. I'm just really trying to annoy you now." Well, just to punish, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're eating crisps too loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking more of an electric shock. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the only problem is now I might have Pavlov stalker now. So every time she's buying gin, she just associates it now with being turned oh, on. Weird way to become an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but imagine the show you'd get out of it yeah and that's what it all comes um, down to pa- at the end yeah. of the day Pavlov's orgasm and with the life around a comedian is really what can be or cannot be a new show isn't it yeah, yeah. so the desperation really is because actually that year between last show and next show is very short yeah. There's, how, there's how, a period where, because you'll be touring, right? So there's a period where you're just working off this show before you're even thinking about it. Yeah, show. I finished, the, 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 like, this year's, last year's show finished in May. And then right. I from May until August to write the new one. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's that, yeah. Yeah, it's that short time, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a quick turnaround, really. Yeah. So it's not a year, it's not a year at all, really. It's a comedian's, the comedian's year. The comedian's year. It's a very tiny space of time, which is... I think just a demonstration of how clever we really are. I mean, we are geniuses. I'm ending on the summit self-congratulatory. Yeah, uh, rightfully so. Um, we've done we've done a long fucking festival. We've done very well. Yes, we have. We've survived yet another festival. Uh, well, we are all great. Um, I think we wind this round then. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, well, wind, uh, up, wind it up, baby, rather round. Yeah. We can't wind round. We can if you like. Hey, baby. The door's down first seconds. anyway. We're just ending. Um, Daniel, thank you very much for being on the podcast with us. Thank you very much for being on the farm. Love to have you. I have two Netflix specials coming out on September the 11th. Despite the yeah, repeatedly, repeatedly telling them, please don't release them on September 11th. And they're like, but it's your birthday, it'll be fun. I'm like, yeah, but that's not the reason people remember that day. <laughs> and then the line I said that they didn't laugh at was like, you cannot release two things that might bomb on September 11th. <laughs> <laughs> how, old, how old were you in 2001? Uh, it was my 11th birthday. So you were the age when a wish could come true. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel bad as what I wished for. Nine years of wishing for an Xbox, nothing. One year, I wished for 9 11. Sod's law. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks very much. Woo.